whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi Next Class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we are talking about Degrassi Next Class Season 3, Episode 2, Hashtag I Woke Up Like This. And Kelsey, will you please read us the episode summary? Sure. Uh, According to Google, the gamers are determined to make their vlog a success. Maya discovers an interest in tragedy porn. Esme tests six limits on how far is too far to go at school. So the second one, not really. <laughs> I have no memory of that. Um, I feel like they're just giving something away for the next part of like Maya's existence on the show. Yeah, maybe. Uh, um, but she does like pick up that camera and see something in the guidance counselor's office. Oh yeah, right. Was it like one of the refugees? camera or something maybe it looked like a like it was a kid we hadn't seen before right it looked the photos looked like potentially like middle eastern like maybe in like a war zone or something i can't remember though um it was very brief but interesting place where maya's story is seems to be going yep um but also, yeah. Esme does not test Zig's limits on how far is too far to go at school. He agrees pretty much right away. Uh, yeah, no, no. It's more like Zig like bows down to social pressure and is shitty to Esme, and then Esme reacts like Esme reacts, which is always to like maxed out <laughs> to like big reactions it all is, the time, zero it, to one hundred. That is Esme's deal. Yeah. I have, like, yeah. My whole thing with Esme is that she drives me nuts. And I think that it's because I see a lot of myself in her when I was, like, younger and, quite frankly, unmedicated. So, like, I see a lot of, like, a lot of, like, honestly, it seems to be, like, she is, like, a little bit manic or, like, something there mm-hmm. and I mean I'm sure we'll talk about it I'm sure a lot of that is like the trauma that she like grew it, up with exactly. that we learn about but yeah I think that's why I'm like I think that's why it can be really hard on Esme because all the things that I see her do that are nuts and terrible I'm like I, I, I want I want to help you <laughs> there's so much anger living inside of her and yeah. trauma as and I'm Happy we're finally exploring that part of her character and kind of learning more about her background because because before she's just been awful and it's like we know there's something wrong but we don't know what it is and nobody is helping her and I walked out of this episode being kind of like I kind of like her and Zig now like they make so much more sense to me with all of the context now yeah that I'm like maybe maybe we're going to I don't know I'm just I'm hoping that now we can like see if Esme can get some help (laughs) yeah but 
Yeah. But the episode is called Hashtag I Woke Up Like This. Uh, when I first saw that, I thought that maybe Tristan was going to wake up. And then I was disappointed because that doesn't happen at all. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I woke up like this. Like, this seems like a nothing title. This seems like, yeah. oh, this is a hashtag that means something, but it doesn't apply to this episode. But let's just put it on the episode. Except that yeah. we see Maya waking up. In that first scene. Right. Of Maya. Right. And I guess, like, I guess Yale, like, gets a makeover or something. And then I guess if we're going with, like, how the hashtag is, it's like, hashtag I woke up like this, even though obviously I didn't wake up like this because I'm, like, glammed out now. Yeah. But that also doesn't really encompass that entire storyline either, which is just so much, so much happens in this episode that just confused me and... I guess we'll get into it. (laughs) Yes. But the episode starts with Zig and Esme being, like, flirty and gross. Um, Also, would their ship name be, like, Zigme? Is that? I don't know. Um, And I actually took a lot of fashion notes if we want to get into that first. Yeah, for sure. I have a few fashion notes. Zig is now just permanently rocking this leather jacket. Um, I like Maya's fur vest and uh, crazy pants outfit situation. <laughs> she looks a little bit like Mick I Jagger. <laughs> a little bit. It's the furry vest is very of the time. Yes. I feel like that was such a trendy thing in like whenever this came out. 2016, 17. I don't know. Honestly, bring it um, back. I love it. I think it's fun. Yeah, and I did not enjoy her white leggings that she wore at the beginning. I know they were pajamas, but I'm I wrote white leggings are always a bad choice. Always. Also, she stopped wearing glasses. She's yeah, full on she contacts stopped wearing glasses now, and her hair is like super straight. <coughs> She's doing a thing. Um, I'm still not used to Jonah's hair. <laughs> Me neither, but I like it better. I d- it definitely looks better. I hate Hunter's it's hair more and more by the Hunter's day. Hunter's hair is very long. It's getting very long. Um, <coughs> sorry. Esme, uh, I like her long braid. I feel like her fashion is like consistently pretty good. But Esme? I also feel like, I feel like she dresses like older. Like I feel like she dresses like a college student. Yeah, I feel like she wears the same thing every day. It's like. A cute, like, kind of flared skirt and, like, a shirt with, like, an accent collar. Like, a Peter Pan collar. And then her side braid. She basically wears the same thing. Which is not a bad thing, but I never really note it because it's the same thing. (laughs) That is true. Jonah's wearing a very, like, he's wearing a long sleeve with that's just very distressed. But I didn't hate it. And I liked Grace's camo jacket. Um, Yale's necklace in her makeover is bad. It's a good dress. It looks good on her, but the color is wrong for it's her hair. Red. It's yeah. too red for the maroon hair. Right. Like, Lola's supposed to be good at this. Come on, Lola. Uh, my well- last note is that I don't like Maya's weird, like, paint 
speckled jeans. They're like oh, black I like jeans, those. but it looks like paint was just dripped all over them. I don't know why. I liked those. I thought they were kind of fun. I don't know. I wasn't into them. <laughs> but they are not the most offensive thing she's ever worn. <laughs> that is true. She's worn a lot yeah. of bad leggings. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, And weird, like, tribal pattern things. So many. So much. So, so many. Um, But that's all the fashion that I have. Um, But, yes, the episode starts with, like, Zig and Esme being flirty. And it seems like they've also been, like, hooking up and using this relationship, whatever this is, as, like, a distraction from the tragedy, which is fair. Um, and apparently, oh yeah, they're in the car and she wants to do it in the school parking lot or do something in the school parking lot in the car when everyone goes inside because then nobody will be there anymore to see them. And I'm like, ew. (laughs) Yeah, not advice. That seems, I'm like, just cause like everyone's inside, like I'm sure there are people like patrolling the parking lot and stuff or at least every so often i feel like that happened at my school i don't know that still seems very out in the open to me yeah it's it's not ideal for sure no well he says that sex would be way too obvious which is a good point because that's that's a little harder to hide and her argument is like well we could do something more discreet right so right yeah it's not it's not ideal I don't love watching this interaction happen. (laughs) Not at all. I'm like, let's go to the next interaction. Any other interaction would be great. (laughs) Maya. And then we are with Maya. We finally get to see Maya. She's waking up. She's struggling to wake up. And that's kind of, it's basically like, oh, Maya hasn't been at school. And she's also like not trying to go to school, essentially. And also we see that both of her arms are in working order. Right. And Grace is texting her, asking if she's coming to school today slash going to be able to, like, go to band practice or whatever. And also, apparently, she's missed most of week one. Um, And her mom's like, rise and shine. Come on, let's go. And she's like, I'll rise, but I can't promise any shining. And it's like, okay, I guess Maya's finally going to school. Cool. Also, I was confused in the next scene, have the lockers always been lime green? Did you notice that? I did not notice that, but <laughs> maybe. I mean, the school has gotten more technicolor over time. I guess that's true, but I I don't know. I noticed that this time. I was like, "What?" I, I don't think they have always were been blue lime and green. yellow. I don't. I don't know. Um. But anyway. Um. Zig missed a pop quiz in class while he was in the parking lot. And then, like, Jonah and Grace and Tiny and Shay are all, like, like ragging on him for hooking up with Esme. Yeah. Oh, no. It's not and... Grace. It's Frankie. Because I feel like Grace would not partake in slut shaming. Oh, Frankie, Frankie, Frankie. Right. But I feel like Jonah's there. Jonah is there. Jonah and Frankie but date. Grace is not. Okay. Oh, right. Duh. I, it took me a minute to figure that out. So I was like, why are, why is Jonah and Frankie here? Shay makes sense. 
Oh, they're both <laughs> dating and Frankie's friends with Shay and Shay is dating Tiny. So now they're all hanging out. Everything makes sense again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a minute. Um, And then, yeah, they're like having a conversation, kind of shitting on Esme. I feel like they're like, she's crazy, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then Zig kind of just goes along with it. And I can't remember who says it, but someone says, what kind of girl even does that? Because they're, like, fully talking about what happened in the parking lot. And I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, I know. It says, "What like, what kind of girl even does that? And then I think Tiny says, in public, damaged girls. And I'm like, can we not? <laughs> can we not with slut-shaming yeah, guys? Yeah, no. They, they, like, are fully slut-shaming her the entire time. And, yeah, Tiny calls her damaged. And yeah. it's, it's just, it's not nice. It's not nice at all. She is damaged. They're not wrong. Like, this is not us backtracking on all of the shit that we've said about Esme. Because we know where she's coming from now. But it doesn't change the fact that she should be in real therapy, taking real therapy really seriously and probably medicated. Yeah. Like, Esme's got some shit going on, which we knew. Which is why that she is a fairly toxic person to be involved with. Unless you're Zig, apparently. (laughs) Apparently. I don't know. Um, proud of her for like opening up to him eventually at the end of this. Um, but yes, basically we learn that Zig's friends are judgy and Zig does not stand up to his friends. That's kind of the vibe of the scene. Um, but then we're with, oh, and Tiny's like, she's going to make you flunk, man. Like you got to stop seeing her. Also, I feel like Which this kinda... is, like, the ju- one of the judgier crowds you could have gotten together. Like, Shay and Frankie <laughs> are super judgy, for sure. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, Shay and Frankie are super judgy, and both Tiny and Zig have often been, like, very misguided in how they talk about women. Yes. Jonah is and... a bit of a curveball for me, but I feel like Jonah's character is so inconsistent. Extremely extremely so he's been yeah i'm like are we like I, we also haven't heard him talk about being straight edge since becky baker was around too so i guess they stopped making that his entire personality or christian um but yeah just his entire character last season when dealing with the frankie stuff was very inconsistent so i don't know maybe Maybe it's like a mob mentality. He's like, he hangs out with all of them more often now because of Frankie. So maybe he's become slightly more judgy. Or he's doing the same thing as Zig. Just like going along with it. Not like outright saying anything, but also not like standing up to anyone saying, maybe don't say that. That's wrong. He's just, he's like enabling them. Yeah. I don't know. He like, he joins in in a big way. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, Frankie is, like, the judgiest of the judges. (laughs) True. True. Um, But then we are with the gaming club with Hunter's long, greasy hair. And they apparently have, like, a vlog channel. So we knew that VJ did, like, song covers, but I don't think we knew that it was part of, like... They're uh, like they all shared a channel and did different things. No, this is new information. Yeah, and um, they're talking about like their demographics, and yells like, "We need our channel to be like opening and welcoming to everyone." 
and apparently their audience like, well, is ninety percent male, right? Which yells like, like that's not inclusive. Yeah, ba- Bass's yeah. solution is more makeup tutorials, and then yeah, everyone's like solution is Yale. You're the girl. You do it. Yeah, it's dumb, and it's like, well, first of all, there are girls who are into gaming, like. Maybe just don't be toxic asshole men on the gaming channel. That'll also help. Also, Yale's a girl. She likes gaming. There are other girls who like gaming. Don't force her to do something that isn't what she wants to do. Yeah. But we don't get there. Obviously, we don't get there at first. (laughs) No. And, like, so apparently they break it up. Like, Yale does the gaming. Hunter does, like, comic book reviews. Yeah. VJ. VJ does song covers. I can't remember what Baz does. Movies. Oh. I guess. <laughs> um, so it's just a various reviewing and also covering of songs channel. I guess so. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't just have like a Twitch streaming situation maybe that isn't a thing yet when no twitch has been around since yeah for a while yeah like youtube gaming has been a thing forever like that all like the big the channels with like most subscribers are gaming channels so i don't know why they don't just do that since they're already the gaming channel and you don't like and also yeah i have no idea whatever um it's like on the surface, it's nice that they would like to dr- have more girls watching their content. Like, they'd like it to be more evenly split. But the way that they go about it is extremely misguided. Yeah. Well, I feel like um, that's just Baz, this group in a nutshell. Yeah. And they Baz has hired Lola as a girl consultant to help Yale create, quote unquote, girl content. Also, this is so gendered that it's like... Clearly, <laughs> this is just ridiculous. Clearly, um, Baz was in charge of whatever this yes. fucking meeting is. Yes. Also, it's like, so you you were smart enough to consult Lola for these videos, but not to just, like, take it over the finish line to where we eventually get and just ask Lola to do the videos? Like, come on, guys. You no, guys apparently are... the thought process was, Yale's a girl. <laughs> Yale can do it. Yeah, it's also I don't they're just giving okay. her double the work now. Yeah, right. Because she on. already has her own thing that she does. So they're either doubling her sense. work or asking her to cut half to of what she what likes she doing. To do. Yeah, yeah. To spend fifty percent of her time doing something that she is not interested in. And if they're making her, like, cut the gaming part, they're probably cutting what would drive the most viewers to their channel. Like, I'm sorry. I don't think Baz has a lot of nuance when it comes to reviewing movies. And, like, VJ's song covers are probably, like, the number two traffic driver. But I don't know. Trusting Hunter to review comics and Baz to review movies. And then Yale to do, like, makeup. Like, this all sounds like a hot mess. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. Also, like, why do you anyway. need that crossover? I feel like they have, like, although the VJ thing kind of steers it off course, too. So I guess it does make sense to round it out with a makeup thing. Because if it was just, like, the comic books and movies and gaming, that would make sense as one channel. But when you add in VJ doing song covers, it kind of tilts it. 
I don't know, but it's all like media based. It's like games, yeah, but it's like music, I feel like there's movies, a... comics. Yeah, but it's not like he's reviewing music. I guess that's true. You know, I don't know. he's not trying to be like AV Club or whatever. <laughs> that's true. So it would um, make sense to have like a Lola to help balance it out. Yeah, eventually, if they want it to be that broad. Instead of just being like, these are like nerd-focused things, which is usually how channels work. That's true. But I don't know. They are tiny babies who have no idea what they're doing, even though they think they're very smart. Um, (laughs) Then we're with Maya. She's back at school. She's So she's listening to some like plinky plonky experimental beats that jonah and grace have created about the bus crash and apparently they took real audio from the bus crash and the hospital yeah which is kind of a lot (laughs) and and jonah wants to eventually make an a rock opera about the bus crash and i'm like okay everyone like processes trauma in their own ways like Good for you for finding a creative outlet, I guess. Sure. Why not? And then Armstrong, like, walks by and is like, here's all the homework you missed, Maya. And then immediately, Jonah and Grace are like, so, do you have lyrics? I'm like, you literally just showed her the song. Of course she doesn't have lyrics yet. Why Why are you, like, so insistent immediately? I thought that was weird, too. I was like, I get that she, yeah. they're like, you write so fast when she's like, no, not yet. It's like, you just showed it to her 30 seconds ago. And then exactly. she had a conversation with her math teacher. Like, in what point of time would she have been able to write lyrics to your weird plinky plonky trauma song? <laughs> yeah. I was like, calm down and give her a minute. And also, she clearly is uncomfortable talking about the bus crash. And I don't know if she's ready to, like, revisit it, but they're like, Rock opera about the bus crash. We're not picking up on your body language in any way, shape, or form. Let's do it. We are not in tune to your feelings is (laughs) really the vibe that I'm getting from Grace and Jonah. They're like, this is how we're feeling, so we're just going to assume that you feel that too, so let's go. We're not going to ask why you've been missing for a week. No. Do you think that Grace and Jonah are like... They're becoming closer now. Do you think this might become a thing at some point? I'm not sensing it yet. I'll let okay. you know when I get there. If I get there. Because I, I, I'm not like, it's not overtly feeling like that to me. But I'm like, I can see Degrassi maybe trying to do this. But I don't know. Because they are just like, they seem so simpatico. Or they're very That's in true. sync. That's true. And yeah. we can never, we supposedly can never tell when Grace has an actual crush on someone. So maybe. <laughs> That's true. We, yeah, <laughs> we definitely thought she liked um, Zoe, and we had no idea that she liked Zig. So, who the fuck knows? Um, yeah, but yeah, we've only seen her have one crush, so who knows? Um, but anyway, then we're with Zig and Esme, and he's, like, kind of trying to blow her off. He's, like, studying, and he's like, no, I can't do anything. Like, my friend said you're a distraction, so I'm blowing you off. That's He didn't say that, but that's, like, what his actions are saying. And she's like, come on. No, I can help you study. Like, I'm actually very good at math. Like, let me help you study. Um, But then 
we're back with Lola and Yale, and she's doing Yale's makeup and just basically giving her a whole makeover for the channel. And while this is happening, she gets like a silly selfie from Miles to remind us that they're friends now. <laughs> and <laughs> and Yale's like, this is weird. It feels like I'm wearing a mask. And she's clearly uncomfortable with the entire situation. Um, But then we're back with Maya, who's trying to write lyrics, but is struggling. The only one that I noted was broken bones and traffic cones. Yep, I saw that one. She- <laughs> which she then scribbles out, which I think was a good call. And although it does sound like then, a Jamison Parker song, <laughs> a what song? Jamison Parker. Jamison oh, yeah, Parker. Yeah, yeah. How did you pronounce that band yeah. name? I listened to that one <laughs> album like over and over again. <laughs> um, and she gets very frustrated and throws her phone. And then Frankie and Shay. Is it Shay? Frankie picks it up and is like, oh, these are slippery. Here you go. Are you doing okay? And I feel like, I don't know, Maya, like, I feel like she says something that's like, like, lol, I want to die. JK, I'm fine. It's like she says something slightly worrying and they're like, are you okay? And she's like, and then she says, JK, lol, I'll be fine. She literally says, JK, lol. Yeah. I she just does. remember noting that down. Yeah. No, she, like, okay. she like, um, they're like, are you doing okay? And she's like, nope, not really. Like, it's literally just that. She just says like, no, I'm not good. And they're like, do right. you want to talk about it? And she's like, JK, LOL, I'm fine. Right. It's like, oh, my. Yeah. But she goes to the guidance counselor eventually, which. So proud of her. Oh. So proud of her. Yes. Thank God. Um, but then we're back with Esme and Zig, and Esme is good at teaching him math. Um, but then she sees some texts that he's getting and reads them, and it's like just like a shitty group chat with all of the judgy people saying shitty things about Esme and Zig, like kind of joining in, or at least like making jokes as well. He like fully not telling joins them in. to stop. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and then they, she storms they out. Read one, they, she reads one aloud, like, later. That's super harsh. Yeah. Yeah. And she, like, leaves the room, and he turns around and is like, wait, where'd you go? What happened? What? And it's like, oh, Zig, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then we're back with Yale, and she's all, like, made over by Lola now for Her the intro video. intro is my favorite. She just walks in and looks at Hunter and says, don't tell me you like this. <laughs> He's like, I don't not like it. <laughs> He's d- definitely a little deer in the headlights. Like, what? Um, and then she's, like, trying to do, like, nail art for the video. And it's she's, it's very forced. And then she's like, I can't do this. This is stupid. Like, girls you care about fashion and nail art are stupid. And she goes on a whole rant, and I'm like, oh, no, this is not good. <laughs> no, they should have just – and then, like, I can't believe she posts the rant, but they should have just titled it Internalized uh-huh. Misogyny because that is what is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And – oh, but then – oh, God. So then we're back with Zig and Esme, and Zig is like, 
has followed her and is like, what's going on? Like, why did you leave? And she's like, I saw your stupid group chat. This is not cool. And then, yeah, the line that we hear that he said was, as long as I don't wife her, what's wrong with some extra third base action? Which is gross. And just the slut shaming in the group chat is ridiculous. And they now call she's her easy as may. Yes. And she's like, yeah, I'm just like a big slut. And she starts making a big scene in the hallway. And she grabs Winston and is like, look how slutty I can be. Or like essentially. And he's like, why am I being roped into this? Winston is very confused. Poor Winston. And I'm like, this is consent, Esme. Consent. Um, and Perino and breaks it up. Yes. Thankfully. And then she like storms off again. Um, but then we're with Maya, who's with the guidance counselor. I'm very happy. Well, she's waiting to go see the guidance counselor. And then this is when she goes through someone's camera. And then he's like, uh, that's mine. Can you please hand it to me? And I'm like, girl, you can't just go through someone's photos on their camera. Like, <laughs> that's an invasion of privacy. What are you doing? Um, but then she goes to the guidance counselor and... We learn that she broke both of her wrists in the crash, but they're better now. Which, again, I'm like, why did we just skip over everything after this crash happened? Like, Seriously. what was the point? What was the point of her breaking both of her wrists if we were just going to see her better now? Like, I don't I mean, I like she can be traumatized from the bus crash without that, too. But like, I don't know. It's just it's just strange to me. Um, but basically the guidance counselor is like, all right, well, let's make a list of everything that's stressing you out and giving you anxiety and the way, like, let's just work on like completing the list and like every time you cross something off, that's one step closer to not feeling like you're like falling behind or you're being pulled underwater which is what Maya says. She says, it feels like I'm being pulled underwater with no way to get to the surface. But I'm very happy that she is opening up to her guidance counselor and she's talking about this and she recognizes that she is falling behind and she feels helpless and she is reaching out for help. And I'm very proud of her. Me too. It's a it's such a good step. Her going to therapy was such a game changer. And I feel like it also like snowballed into helping miles too, like figuring out like totally. the therapy was going to be a good thing for him totally but god oh, oh maya maya has also been through so much fucking shit seriously <laughs> like, but, but yeah I, once again i'm angry that we didn't get any any bus crash aftermath like what the fuck i mean it's all like we're gonna get i guess, I guess we're getting some trauma which, like, we're getting some trauma is a horrible way of putting that. But, like, I don't know. Instead of dealing with the, like, immediate aftermath, we have they've chosen to deal with, like, the long-term effects, which is valid. And, yes, I understand that that happens. But I'm also just still, I feel Why like not both? I've missed something. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't we have been there for both? It's a television exactly. show. It's episodes. Yeah. It goes on for another yeah. two years. Like, why couldn't we have just... <laughs> I don't know. Actually, Amethyst Beloved know. commented that there was a year in between filming, like, season two and season three or something. Oh, wow. Filming? I think so. 
what I had it wow. I had it pulled up but it was um where is it um plus all the actors are a whole year older in seasons three and four compared to seasons one and two so they needed the three months to justify everyone's new looks so I guess there was a year in between because they I filmed guess, the two like, seasons I guess together, they filmed right? season one and two together and seasons three and four together so I guess that makes sense I mean they do all look slightly older but like not that much. They don't look that different. Yeah. <laughs> they don't look that different. I don't know. They could have straightened Jonah's hair for like two more episodes. I don't know. Like, yeah. That's like the biggest difference. <laughs> Maya still could have worn glasses for like the first couple of episodes too. Those are like the two biggest differences that I'm seeing. Yeah. If I'm being quite honest. Unless, or Lola. I guess Lola's hair is a different color. But like whatever. We could have given her a wig. She wasn't even on the bus. I don't know. She could have dyed it like... In response, because she was traumatized by it. I don't know. Whatever. But anyway, then the next scene, we see that Yale has posted her rant about girls on their channel without consulting everybody, which is a big yikes. And we're in class, and Lola is, like, giving her a cold shoulder and is like, you betrayed womankind. And she's like, I was defending womankind from unfair beauty standards. And I'm like, um, no, that's not what you were doing <laughs> at all. You were judging women for caring about makeup and fashion and dismissing them as being stupid and not. It's like, like people can like what they want to like and still be feminists. Yale, come on, girl. Um. And she's like, you only like these things because you like the way that boys look at you when you, like, get dressed up and put on makeup. And Frankie's like, I have a boyfriend, so I would rather they not look at me. I like doing it for me. And she and Will are like, yeah, we like to dress up and put on makeup just at home alone because it makes us feel good, which is a valid experience, a valid feminist experience <laughs> Yale. hell yeah and she's kind of checked there yeah it is a little well, bit put in her place i mean Yale has a lot of work to do in her own feminism like she clearly does not understand internalized misogyny or that she is chock full of it yeah which is fair i mean i think it exists in all of us you know it's at one point ever another absolutely but it's also like it's just very like second wave feminism like feminism of like the of the 60s 70s Definitely. like burn your bra don't wear makeup you know right if you fight the patriarchy they're controlling us which is yeah which is true but also you can't tell other women how to express themselves as women because that is inherently misogynistic exactly yeah mm -hmm. so we're all learning together <laughs> yeah um, but then, oh, and this whole time Baz is, like, extremely worried about, like, the channel's optics, and he's like, you shouldn't have posted this, the comments are blowing up, blah, 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 blah. Well, rightfully so. Which she is just called all, like, all women who take part in certain rituals, which a lot of women do, stupid. Stupid. She yeah. just called both of us stupid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, right um, now to her, we must look very smart because I haven't worn makeup in a thousand years because COVID, but. <laughs> but I enjoy wearing it. It's a fun time. I like watching makeup videos on YouTube. Like You I own more nail polish things, than almost anyone I, I know. I enjoy watching them. 
Yeah. Yeah. You own like I tons like- of nail polish. I do. Oh yeah. I do like full makeup situations with contour. I do the whole goddamn thing. Yeah. Yeah. Beauty vloggers have changed the game. And they make us in the beauty industry, like they make so much fucking money selling makeup now. It's crazy. Wild. That bubble's probably gonna burst soon, but like anyway, Jeffree Star, as problematic as he is, is a freaking like multimillionaire because of makeup. Like Yeah. I mean that whatever. also started with MySpace though. When he was doing like no, music. It's mostly makeup. It's mostly the makeup stuff. Like that's oh, no, how people I believe know who that. he is. I guess he leveraged that to start a makeup brand, but I know that most of that fortune is based in makeup sales and shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. And probably just being a personality. Oh, for sure. I mean, same with, like, Kat Von D. Like, no one... I'm willing to bet that no one in our younger audience even knows who Kat Von D is, except for as, like, a makeup brand. (laughs) Another problematic figure (laughs) in the beauty industry. But also, another thing about the beauty industry that is... Even, like, the makeup world is misogynistic, where it's, like, some of the biggest people in the game are men. Like, Jeffree Star, James Charles, like, all these other, like, makeup artists. Like, I feel like the men tend to get, like, drag queens, like, tend to get more of a spotlight than the women. Because it's like, oh, well, the women, of course they're there. I don't know. It's also a a weird nuanced industry anyway but (laughs) so if anything we should be trying to lift up these women even more because even in what is perceived as a very female field they're still getting discriminated (laughs) against because they are women yeah so anyway admittedly i know very little about like the beauty guru uh (laughs) thing i was like very briefly into what's her name Zoella. Oh, oh wow. Long time ago. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. old YouTube. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. She and she was more like I feel like she was she definitely did makeup stuff, but then she kind of turned more into like fashion hauls and then like Yeah. home decorating and like I don't know, like just like creating an aesthetic more than more about the makeup. I but, have a friend who's a a YouTube beauty guru person now. Oh, that's cool. She just did like a yeah. whole 31 days of Halloween looks that apparently just wrecked her skin. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like I got kind of into it when all of like the drama was happening with like James Charles and Tati and I was like, what's going on here? And then I kind of like watched a lot of like drama videos and like think PC videos about like what's going on what's happening do 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 what's the discourse and then I kind of like learned about things and then like even more drama exploded this year anyway anyway we're like 40 minutes into this and not even close to finishing the episode um but then we're with Maya and Zig and Zig is like, hey, Maya, do I make crappy decisions? And then I had to pause it and laugh for a while. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> the, the obvious, the most obvious question you could ask. 
<laughs> Maya's like, duh. Also, I love, like, Maya has grown on me so much as a character, as much as she, like, drives me a little bit crazy. Like, she really has. I feel like we've watched her grow. Like, just the fact oh, yeah. that, A, she went to that guidance counselor. And then she turns around she and gives Zig. solid advice to Zig. Wonderful advice. Like, thoughtful, encouraging him to, like, follow his heart. Like, just, damn, good for Maya. Yeah. And she's like, if you like her, don't let the chorus of idiots shaming women's actions stop you from being happy. And I'm like, yes, Maya. We have come so far, Maya. You know why? <laughs> it's because so she joined that feminist group. She joined up with Goldie and now she gets it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and to think when she was like considering joining, she's like, she was like, I don't even know if I am a feminist. I don't hate men or like, I can't remember what. Oh, no, that was her, fully she had, it. Like, weird. <laughs> Yeah. And, um, but then, oh, but then, like, uh, Grace and Jonah come in and they're like, hello, we were supposed to meet about the band. And Miles, like, oh, crap, I totally forgot. I'm sorry. I'm, like, still catching up with so much schoolwork. Like, I can't do this right now. Can we try to do this again later? And they're very understanding, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. She makes it very clear what her needs are. I feel like she's yeah. trying. The end scene yeah. gives me pause, but she's trying. She's definitely trying. Um, but she and she recognizes her limitations and she recognizes that she is struggling and she is asking for help. But that doesn't mean that it's going to get better immediately. Yeah, this, It's the first step in what I hope is a road to recovery and a road to being less upset and scared and feels feeling like she's drowning but feel like this is not gonna get solved in like two episodes yeah that's such like an underused like i hesitate to call it a piece of advice but just like coping like way to cope with like especially if you're the type of person who will take on too much or will get overwhelmed like the guidance counselor was spot on like make a list work your way down the list as you can and also manage other people's expectations like, that's, yeah. that's such a big part of just, like, learning how to manage your own anxiety, like, as someone with, like, debilitating anxiety, like, other than just, like, straight up being put on medication because 2020. Um, right. Like, just, like, being able to list out all the things that are freaking you out that you have to do and managing other people's expectations. Just being like, I don't have the bandwidth to do all of this today. Can I do it tomorrow or two days from now? You know, mm-hmm. like this is everything on yeah. my plate. And I'm yes. very, I'm very proud of Grace and Jonah for being like, yeah, of course we have those days too. do what you got to do, man. Exactly. Um, but then we are with Zig, who is apologizing to Esme. And at first she's like kind of not accepting it. And she's saying, I can't remember how it comes up, but I think she's like, like, I scare everyone. I'm just going to scare you away. Did you know that I've been in and out of therapy my entire life? Because when I was 10, my mom killed herself and I found her. And I was just like, oh, no, that's so much. That is so much, Esme. I am so sorry. And also, apparently, her dad blames her for this because she, like, she found her mom. And then they she had to call the hospital and... 
I don't know. There were complications and she didn't die right away. But I don't know. It sounds horribly traumatic. And it's just, it's very, it's very tragic. And Zig is like, oh, wow. I'm so sorry. Is that why you reacted that way to the hospital photos of Tristan, which we saw in the last episode? Which now I forgive her more for that. Yeah, definitely. And then Zig is like, I'm so sorry. Um, I understand having a complicated family life, too. Um, I think my mom still blames me for and has not forgiven me for some of my past behavior. And that's why I live in a group home now. And because I don't really have a family, I probably listen to my friends too much. Which is also makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad that they are talking to each other about this and feel comfortable enough to share and to let each other in on what is influencing their actions. And I thought it was a very nice moment. And they make up, but now they have each other. And I'm I'm into it. I'm ha- I'm glad they have each other. I'm not mad about it. I think they need each other. I'm I'm hoping that it steers towards the positive and not just like yeah. mutual toxicity. Also, did True. we know that Zig was living in a group home? I thought he went home. I I feel like I couldn't remember. I know that he like talked to his mom, but I don't know if she was ready to let him back in the home. Because I thought that he and Tiny were still, like, living in a group home. Because he had to move out of Maya's house because they were dating. Yes. And her mom was like, fuck no. And then it was like, oh, maybe I can move back in with my mom. But then I think it was like, I'm not ready yet. I can't remember why. So, yeah, I think he and Tiny must be in the group home because they're, like, gang oh god what did we call him (laughs) the gang guy i don't know the gang ghoster gang ghoster (laughs) right help them (laughs) find a spot (laughs) um but yeah and then we're back with the gaming club and yells like i'm not doing these girly vlogs anymore I just want, I, and I think we'll all be better for it because we all should be being our authentic selves. That's what's going to make people relate to us. And if I'm doing this girly, this make, I, I don't want to say girly. Uh, and if I'm doing this makeup fashion content, people are going to see right through it, which is why I think we should have Lola do it. I know it might like cause some friction or I know I didn't talk to you guys about this first but they're all like okay we're on board yes 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 and now all the boys are surrounding her including Hunter and it's like oh okay that's a little weird yeah Um, okay doesn't like what I'm confused so I'm I'm not confused that Baz is like over there whatever yeah but with Hunter Although I am kind of confused about Baz because he's into Grace. I don't understand these boys, but just because like they're they're so opposite humans. But whatever. Um, but 
with Hunter, he's never been into that before. Like, he doesn't no. like the cheerleader person. Like, so why is this suddenly his character? I don't know. And also, like, right before Yale, like, brought this alternative solution to the table, she's like, I don't want to do this. This is not me. And Hunter's like, yeah, I don't think that Yale should have to do something she's not comfortable with. And she's like, I thought you liked the way that I look. And he's like, I did, but I like you as you and I want you to be like comfortable and happy. Like he was like just so supportive and saying like, I really, I like you for you. You are my girlfriend. This is great. And then as soon as Lola walks in, he's like, I should go talk to her. Right. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this 180? This is so weird. It was like whiplash. My So my read on that first part where he was like supportive was a little bit different. It was like because his words were like he's like it, like he does support her and he's like, yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have to do this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I thought you liked it. And he was like he was like, no, I was just surprised. Which is, like, Uh such, like, a fiction boy excuse, you know, just because he didn't want to say that he liked it because he does want to support her. But there was, like, an inauthenticity to that that made me feel like him being like, I'm going to go talk to Lola now didn't make, didn't not make sense after that. But also, like, just because Hunter is Hunter's character, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. I don't know. Like, he's never liked girls like that in the entire time we've seen him on this show. No. And, like, he's been into Yale and only Yale forever. But now I'm like, is it, like, now that he has, now that, like, things are finally happening, has, like, the drama worn off, has, like, the, has the chase grown cold? Like, I don't know. Is he being, like, a weird, complacent boy about it? Like, well... Now that I'm not, like, stressed out and pining over someone, this isn't as, like, dramatic as it was before. So do I need something to be exciting again? Like, I don't know. Maybe that could be part of it, too. But who the fuck knows? It was very weird. I didn't understand it. But the last scene is, is this when Maya's in the bathtub and she's just, like, freaking out? essentially she's like reading through college brochures is that what's happening yeah it looks like a cal arts one right oh you're right because she's like thinking about applying to like music schools and stuff and she's obviously still very stressed and like submerging herself in the bathtub and coming up for air at the last second it's worrying and i'm worried about her (laughs) and that's the end of the episode Yep. Yeah, it is. Um, it is definitely concerning. Yeah. But um, I guess do, do we have a spirit squad captain? I'm I'm going to weirdly go with Maya as alarming as the ending is. I feel like the rest of the episode, she was pretty solidly trying to take care of herself. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. Yeah. She's doing her best, and that's all any of us can do. <laughs> and I'm proud of her. Yeah. Um, Ship. Am I weirdly going to go with Zig and Esme? Yes, I am. I, I'm, I'm not mad at it. I'm going to follow you onto that ship. 
I'm not like super not shipping it, it, but I'm like I'm fine no. with it. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll also ship Shay and Tiny because they were in the background for a little while, even if they were being judgy. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um. All right, Grapevine. Grapevine. We have we have a tweet from Tyler Alcacer. And they say, so I just watched Come Play, and Dalmar Abuzad, who plays Danny Van Zant, was in it as a teacher. And I was like, oh, my God, Danny, do you guys ever see anything where it has someone from Degrassi and just can't think of them as anything but their character? Hashtag maybe I'm different. Um, <laughs> great hashtag. Well, we watched that movie that had Eli in it. Do you remember we that? Did? Do you remember that? Where he played, like, a fake British guy? It, Wait, we <laughs> we did. It was like like uh, Lauren Collins like wrote it or something. It was like oh. the end of the world thing, wasn't it? Kind. Of, oh yeah. Yes, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, it was a little forgettable, but. Eli was in that, and the entire time I was like, "That's Eli. That's Eli doing a dumb accent. That's Eli doing right. a he dumb had a accent." Fake accent. And J- was it Jane who was in it? Maybe. There was also some. There were like multiple Degrassi people in it. Yeah. I think Jane was also in it. Yeah, and we only watched it because they were in it. I think. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I also uh, Stacy Farber. In Grace and Frankie. Schitt's Creek. Oh. <laughs> she was also in Schitt's Creek. <laughs> she, yeah, when she was on Grace and Frankie, I was like, it's Ellie. But, I mean, she did a good job. Like, I, was, I wasn't I was taken out of it. But the initial, every time she, yeah. like, arrived on screen again, I was like, oh, my God, it's Ellie. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch a lot of stuff with Degrassi people in it other than like I did watch the Vampire Diaries and I didn't think of Nina Dobrev as Mia because completely different character I didn't think of Sinead Grimes as Darcy when I watched 90210 those might be exceptions because those are kind of like probably the things that they're actually known for by most people now other than Degrassi um but Otherwise, yeah, probably. I probably can only see most. I guess Drake, I don't really think of him as Jimmy as much <laughs> anymore. But I definitely did it first. <laughs> yeah. That is for sure. Um, and then we have another announcement that we... So we got this email from Allison Silverman, um, who... Okay, so Allison uh, is a listener of ours who got Stephen Stone's book, Whatever It Takes, um, finished it, and she wanted to do something nice and do a giveaway because she knows that it's been really hard to find online. Um, So if anyone is interested in that, you can tweet at us about it or write us an email. Um, We're going to just put everyone's, basically put everyone's name in a digital hat. And whoever wins in the randomizer, um, we will get a book sent out to you. Should we do a like an end date? Like we'll accept people's names in the hat by a certain date. 
Um, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Let's do and just like by the end of the month. Yeah, I was gonna say like by de- like December first is like the la- is okay the last day. So at the end of December first, we will put all the names in the hat or whatever. We'll pick the name out of the hat on December 2nd. Exactly. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. So, yeah, send it. It's a good book. I speed read it right before we had to, right before we interviewed him for our podcast. And then he didn't even care about talking about it. Because he's a gem. (laughs) Because he's a good, he's a good Degrassi guest. He's like, yeah, 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 the book. Sure. I'm here to talk about Degrassi. (laughs) And we can also talk Um, about Instant Star. He was great i miss him oh he was delight and it's a fun book like he's done a lot of cool shit (laughs) like he backpacked through europe like after he graduated from college with his friend and they like almost got stuck in like some eastern european country or something it's a good it's a good read he knows katie lang like he's uh and he gets he's cool and he gets into like the creation of degrassi and instant star and like stuff like that too it's really good it's a good book i recommend it so good um so yeah write in to us about that and we will make sure that happens for you and yeah yeah and that's all the grapevine that we have so if you'd like to be featured on a future grapevine segment you can tweet at us at degrassi pod you can email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com you can listen to us pretty much anywhere, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram at Keller High Water, or you can follow me on Twitter at Sucks with a Z at the end. Um, and in terms of recommending things, I am going to recommend the Netflix show Julie and the Phantoms. I just watched the entire series yesterday and it was wonderful. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The music is really good. It's like created by Kenny Ortega, aka the guy who did the high school musical movies, aka the guy who directed Hocus Pocus, aka the guy who choreographed Dirty Dancing. Like he's been around, he's done a lot of cool stuff. Um, and I thought it was adorable and that, like, everybody should watch it because it was great. So that's what I'm going to recommend. Nice. I am going to recommend a podcast that's co-hosted by friend of the show, Cole. Um, it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's called Lady Fingers, and it's a great British baking show podcast, and it's so funny. And it's good. I do. I have I, not. I, I literally just downloaded I'm up to date. It's the only podcast I'm up to date on. Because I'm watching it Perfect. in real time also. So it's like every time the new one comes out, I'm like, all right, where's Lady Fingers? I got to listen to Cole talk about Lottie. <laughs> I haven't been watching this season or else I would have already been listening to his podcast. But it's definitely inspired me to like catch up and actually because I'm like very on and off with my bake off watching. But it's hosted by him and a friend, Gabe, who I also know, who is also great. Um, but that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.